and uh, welcome to Dad's List Talks. Uh, got a bit of a bonus episode. Uh, <laughs> I was going to uh, talk about um, probably a bit more sort of lighter uh, topics, but this one sort of seemed uh, relevant with our current situation. And the very easy to tackle subject of um, hate on social media. And um, hopefully we'll be looking at um, sort of, you know, who's who's responsible for policing it, um, what can people do, and the impact of um, it on social media. So, basically, first thing, people think sort of like, you know, a few comments or a few digs at, at people um, can be, you know, a minor thing. But the sort of, you know, hate speech online and things like that have been linked to global violence, you know, lynchings, um, attacking minorities and things like that. So, you know, unfortunately, hate and anger spreads like wildfire on the Internet. And it doesn't matter if the information they're angry about is true or not. And we'll, we'll um, tackle that um, in the future um, sort of how people get their information and process information and sort of you know and being able to read what's basically a one-sided um, you know report or, or things like that even like uh, American news sites they're famous for um ignoring the actual truth about things and basically pushing their own agendas so if big news outlet outlets you can't uh, trust then who can you trust and who can you get information from so we're gonna try to have a, a balanced conversation like i said you know i will sort of talk where i stand and things like that but i don't want it to get into you know, a, a disagreement, just an interesting conversation about uh, what the future is going to be and how scary it is with, uh, you know, people who's got young kids growing up, you know, trying to shield them from from this sort of hate or, um, like I said, or if you are a minority, you know, this doesn't have to be colour, it can be gender, it can be dis- disabilities things like that so um you know if you know <laughs> any you know a wide variety of people are being attacked you know you're being attacked for having an opinion um and even things like um you know if you sort of write or create things you can now be attacked for not being woke enough so so if you haven't got like uh, you know diverse uh, characters in every aspect of what you do now um, you can be attacked by the internet for it so it's a, a large reaching um, conversation so this is just a, a little introduction so I've, I've got a feeling this is going to be a long episode so so bear with me and I hope you guys um, sort of find it interesting and also um you know join the conversation you know speak to people about these subjects and and this is the old point of my show um i'm going to be tackling subjects people are either you know t- 
too afraid to to talk about publicly or to voice an opinion about but when they're having a, such a major impact on our society and life and things like that you know we need to talk about it so that's the introduction over um and uh, we'll get to it i'm not sure if we're going to be adding any um, tunes on this one because um, um like i said because of the um, seriousness of the conversation so but if anybody uh the couple people still watching it uh interested just let me know and i will uh, do that in the future okay so see you soon So let's get into it. I think the first place where I want to start is talking about the definition of hate. You know, there isn't one sort of, you know, one one sort of uh, aspect of, of hate which, you know, reach rounds for everybody because, you know, you can hate your job, you can hate where you live, you could even hate your neighbours. But there's difference between that and wanting to basically have an old like minority or a race of people to not exist. <laughs> you know, there is different levels of it, and we're gonna sort of uh, sort of briefly sort of uh, jump into it into it and sort of uh, you know try to get explanations into it or at least some form of understanding of the different aspects of it so i think the i mean you know there's generational hate which i think's a big aspect Uh, a lot of the issues i see you know I, i live in quite a you know small ex-mining town and things like that so you know my father's generation and his generation before you know there was less diverse uh, backgrounds um, around them and there was institutional racism and um, you know and it ain't ain't to to you know, think that way, but you can't hide from the truth, you know. There was families brought in to hate people. You know, it sometimes was a little comment here or a little comment there. You know, even, you know, my my parents, uh, um, you know, Christian, you know, they spent their life sort of, you know, living in a, a way of sort of... Uh, acceptance things like that but sometimes there was a couple of comments where uh, you know I was like you can't really say that now that's uh, you know they they're not trying to be uh, racist or inappropriate or um, you know to offend people but sometimes like I said you know when when they had their parents sort of uh, be brought up to say you know certain words or certain you know 
ways to demean or um, insult people, uh, you know, people of colour, disabilities, things like that, you know, it's, um, yeah, I think generational, especially in Britain, well, I think in a lot of countries, especially like America and things like that, you know, <laughs> there's there's levels of accepting where, where, you know, these sort of, you know, generational sort of opinions come from, but then it's up to the individuals to to understand that uh, <laughs> you know you shouldn't do that anymore. You shouldn't you shouldn't say certain things a certain way, or you shouldn't think like that. You know, I think you know even even if you you've had a family, you know, who might have you know been brought up a certain way. And it's been like put into your head that you know uh, a certain minority is is evil. It's like yes, that does have an impact on your upbringing, your sort of uh, you know background and things like that. But you know it's like, but like not every person who witnesses trauma becomes a serial killer you know it's like uh, there has to be a level where people sort of you know able to to you know fight back you know I mean I've I've lived a life you know talking to people and I, I love speaking to people from different uh, backgrounds and different lives than than I have you know I think there's that sort of group of people who love like things like documentaries and you know finding out aspects of certain you know um, people backgrounds and things like that and I've always loved conversations if there's something I don't know I will ask them it's like I know some people are afraid to ask but it's like I'd rather have a positive conversation than just say oh I hate that person without even speaking to them <laughs> you know and I think generational hate is like I said I think it still is and unfortunately until certain generations go through um, I think it's always going to I think for many generations to come unfortunately you know institutional racism and hate is is going to be around for some time and unfortunately that's just the truth so the next sort of aspect of uh, sort of hate speech and things like that I think is um, a lot to do with fear I think you've got rational fear and irrational fear so you know if somebody has uh, has lost their job to you know the current situations or things like that they could you know uh, be angry annoyed things like that and that would be fine that would be understandable things like that but when they you know if they talk to somebody and they go to the end that they've lost their job because of immigration in this country and things like that then that becomes irrational is like not every every immigrant has took your job. <laughs> a lot of them do the jobs you don't even want to touch. 
and and the truth is if it weren't for immigration our entire economy would be a lot worse than it ever <laughs> ever is now because um like i said it's the backbone of 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 everything care services uh, industry uh, you know manufacturing things like that you know unfortunately you know sometimes we don't uh, a lot of people don't want to do the mundane jobs or the repetitive jobs or do it quicker at high standard and that's when you know you get that these trained people who will you know work at high standard and things like that so yeah i think fear is a lot and I think the next point I need to make as well is that media, governments, they play into that fear. So when you look at things like um, Brexit, the first thing they did was use social media. You you know, if you look into it, sort of, um, oh, what's it? Cambridge Analytica. If if you sort of search into that and um, and look at how they basically brought that um, brought that that vote brought that decision basically through playing on the people who was on the fence and sort of you know working to people's fears and um, sort of you know insecurities and. And like I said, the the Brexit campaign knew exactly what they were doing because, you know, a lot of these sort of working class towns and things like that, you know, they attacked, um, you know, the the, the things which, you know, well, immigration was the main thing. They blamed the immigrants for this. They also lied about the um, NHS and um, how much we, um, you know, how much we would save and things like that and how much we um, spend uh, being part of Europe and stuff like that. It was all all lies, but it was orchestrated lies because, unfortunately, these governments and uh, a lot of these organisations use fear and hate, um, definitely like hate speech and, and anger, to, to sort of... <laughs> dictate a lot of decisions and unfortunately you know they knew exactly what they were doing for things like brexit because they um you know they played to people's fear and and basically they used leaving uh you know the european union as a um a, a reason you know as a sort of get out you know of you know that basically all the immigrants would miraculously disappear and the economy would be amazing <laughs> and it's like um guess what none of that has happened because immigrants are going to leave because we badly need them and the economy will go up and down like a flipping yo-yo if we stayed or left and it probably would have been more secure if we stayed uh, most of these uh, you know the facts and the things like that do do show that now so so what have we actually <laughs> left for 
because a lot of the promises, a lot of things were lies and we were deceived. But then we let it happen because, you know, we didn't search for those. Uh, we didn't search for the truths. We just basically played into they played into our fears and we accepted it. So I think, and, and I don't think people realise the impact of things like that. Um, you know, it's the same thing. If if you when you look at things like social media, YouTube, things like that, you know, the people who get the most views or the most retweets and things like that are usually saying something highly controversial, something they know is going to piss a good percentage of uh, people off. Uh, but unfortunately, people follow it. And, and, and anger and hate is profitable and that is the truth you know people don't want to admit it but but if if you get two articles and you've got one which just gives you information and it's informative but it's just an article you'd be like okay you read it that's fine but if you've got an article with uh basically an extreme opinion you know could be uh you know highly progressive or you know like a far right opinion then you you're going to get more views you're going to get more people looking at it and that is the problem it's like we've we get in a society of um, of people who who search for anger to search for these things to to get angry and to sort of voice their opinions and the thing with the internet because you've got that anonymity <laughs> okay um, that you you know there's no cons- there's very few consequences when you look at people who sort of you know racially abuse people online the percentage you actually get charged and actually you know I mean, even before you get to prison or anything like that, just to actually get charged for uh, online hate crime is minuscule compared to the amount actually spreading around. So, so when there's very little consequences, and that um, and that more likely your hate speech going to get people um, liking your stuff, following, it's like you wonder why this is getting out, out of hand so um, so that's the current state of things I think at the moment so I'm going to take a short break um, and we're going to sort of uh, look a bit more into sort of um, the impact and, and and hopefully what people are doing about it okay Okay, and uh, welcome back. Um, I've got a feeling I might do this as a two-parter because um, I think there's a, a lot to cover, and I hope that you know people uh, 
we'll join in the conversation and you know want to talk more about this as well so i think i've covered a, a fair bit about sort of like the the fear and how we we do live in a society now where there's people who search for news on on outrage and things like that and i've got to admit you know i watch a lot of youtube videos mostly about you know subjects i enjoy like gaming or um you know music and things like that and um and there is people who take a career um, of getting all the articles and putting a spin on that and sometimes like i said that's uh it's fine and some of them do it in a very interesting or informative way but i started to realize that a lot of the people who i got my information from mostly you know regarding gaming uh, was all or you know or film and entertainment and things like that were always the most sort of you know vigorously angry or sort of put spins on it to sort of you know talking about how woke Hollywood is and basically you know attacking like all these properties and sometimes when I actually looked into sort of you know the things and and the you know what was they actually saying sometimes it wasn't fabricated but they they basically made things sound a lot worse or uh, you know a lot more sort of when they're attacking how things were woke and things like that and it's like some of it weren't as bad but it was you know but it was the way they were perceiving it and and that's the and that's the big issue is is from you know if we take like these youtubers or people on you know twitter and things like that as face value without doing your research or due process it's so easy to get wrapped into that spiral of negativity and uh, and i had to like uh yeah tell myself i had to i'd, I'd literally deleted some subscriptions to some youtubers because i was just getting a uh, uh you know too much sort of you know it was all like anger negativity about every bit of information instead of just reporting the, the news i wanted to know about and i think that's the big issue it's like there's people who who don't have that self-awareness of all all they are following is hate and anger or sometimes i mean i've known people who sort of you know make comments online you know to people to harm themselves or attacking you know their race or things like that i'm thinking it's just a joke and things like that and it's like i like i like the people I talk to but sometimes i vastly disagree with you know like all oh, it suggests it's like but how do you know it suggests do you know if that person will actually take offense to it because you know i've had people telling me to off myself and things like that i've 
I've had people calling me an idiot or, um, you know, oh, I've even had people call me a pedo on the street and things like that just because I have a beard. And it's like, <laughs> you know, with me, I, I, you know, I don't care, basically. It's like, if some flipping pips we who probably drinks too much and probably jerks off too much can, you know, have an opinion of a complete stranger just walking down the street, then, you know, it's like, mate, <laughs> it's like you've, you're not standing any chance of getting it on in society and you'll probably just end up like, you know, <laughs> I don't even want to say. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's so easy to get into that big sort of um, group of, of negativity and hate in your day-to-day life. I mean, sometimes, like, when um, the lockdown was happening, I I stopped, um, you know, reading the news because it was just such a downer um, that every single article, there was, there was no... There was no uh, brevity. There was no, you know, there was no light moments in it, and it was just and and sometimes you get you down. But there's people who thrive on it, and I think that's the the problem, um, which goes into me next um, point. I've touched on it briefly, but I think misinformation on the internet is a massive thing. But like like I said in my intro where do we get the information from now because when you've got you know big um, news networks especially like television and things like that you know even the bbc they say they're impartial but a lot of i've seen times where they've showed an agenda or they've you know put certain articles in the forefront when they shouldn't be there, you know, and and you know even when they try to be impartial, I don't think they are. And I mean, it's even worse in places like America because they've literally, you know, <laughs> they've got the entire network which is all about uh, misinformation, hate, and people and people feed it, you know, people eat it up, and that's um, Fox News. And um, if you've never, um, and if you if you if you don't if you don't believe that uh, that basically there's an entire network of basically people who let's not mince about a racist, bigoted, and they don't actually care for the truth. They just want to push their agendas. Just look at a guy called Tucker Carlson. And the worst thing is, he gets millions of views, um, and and there's even talk that he might at one stage go for president. And the worst thing is, it's like those sort of people who thrive on spreading hate. When people see them being successful, and sort of you know uh, getting what they want then that makes a terrible precedent. I mean, you look at people like Piers Morgan, you know, (laughs) he's had a career of being a controversial figure and spreading, like, lies, hate, 
and things like that. And it's like, um, but he's made his money. You know, he should have, well, he probably should have been in prison a couple of times for some of the stuff he's done in the past and got away with, but that's a, a different story. Uh, but, yeah, and uh, and that's the problem. When people don't think there's any consequence, and it's safe, for, like I said, you know, because it's hard to, um, you know, follow who's who's actually, you know, spreading this hate speech or who's, you know, attacking these minorities or attacking these um, people with opinions or genders or things like that. It's, it's like I said, it's so hard to, to actually know who they are and prosecute. And, um, and because people know they're going to get away with it and some know they're going to thrive, and actually get a career <laughs> and uh, and make money on uh, on spewing hate. I mean, unfortunately, we live in a society where it doesn't matter what the truth is. I mean, there's you know there's people who falsely accuse people of horrible crimes um, on Twitter, the internet, uh, and you know the small percentage which are actually true it it really uh, harms the the genuine people who actually want to you know make statements and put things out um, but there's people whose lives have been destroyed because of false allegations or or you know because somebody could just send a, a tweet and attack somebody you know people just blindly follow it and you know, I I I fully support things like the Me Too movement, and I do think that's you know been strong, um, you know, sort of attacking people who have you know sexually abused people, and 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 yeah, I'm all for that. But the issue is, is when Twitter is your first port of call to basically um, attack somebody or to report. You know, uh, you know, abuse is like before police or before a lawsuit, a civil suit, or things like that. Then I think that's when it's a problem, because you know, if if you're just going straight to Twitter and and attacking somebody, it's like <laughs> it makes me question the validity where if you did that as your last resort because nobody was listening to you, then yes, I fully understand that. And I think it's been great when people group together and support each other. But like I said, it's... But when you're giving the public a, a target and, it, and then it gets to a level that it doesn't matter if if it's true or not that person's life is going to be you know probably damaged and um, there is people who's uh, just through allegations not the actual truth through allegations alone as have um, basically you know uh, lost yeah took their own lives because of all the stress you know they've lost jobs they've lost relationships 
and um, and yeah, and over you know allegations, which ninety nine percent of the time aren't true. You know, if if there's due process, things like that would happen, and I I understand that the the ones who you know it gets proven that um, you know they have done horrific things and things like that um, you know they deserve everything they get but the problem is it's like we're judge, jury and executioner uh, from one tweet you know everybody has their own judgement uh, from, from one person's side of the story and they don't want to listen to anybody else and and that's when it comes more of a hate mob than actually due process, you know, where I think it's been great with the internet how you can sort of connect to people, but having that level of sort of, you know, um, that anything you can say is going to be very rare, you can actually face repercussions, then, you know, most of the time that you know you can people will just send any level of hate or abuse at somebody and they don't face any consequences so so we're getting in a level that is it's basically the wild west of you know of hate speech and and i find it funny that you know when you think we especially like America, they've had things like war on terror and stuff like that, where they don't want to, you know, they try to stamp out these extremists. And it's like, <laughs> but the internet's full of extremist behaviour and it's getting worse. And, you know, with, with people sort of just following people blindly and not thinking for themselves that's when it becomes a massive problem. I mean, you look at um, some points I'm making, um, I've written down. I mean, you look at like when Donald Trump was president, I don't want to go too much into it because I don't want to make it massively political. But when he um, basically told people that drinking bleach would... Uh, work against um, COVID people, there was people who got hospitalised and I think at least two people died because literally the president of their country was openly telling them to consume a chemical and saying that that's fine and, uh, and, and that's the thing there is a level where you'd like to think that people would you know think for themselves and sort of be rational but when you've got leaders or people who you know some people blindly trust telling you to do something there is that not 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 one percent who would be like oh yeah i will do even though everything in your mind tells you you should be drinking bleach <laughs> There's a, there's a reason why on your bottles of bleach there's big signs saying warning, do not consume <laughs> keep away from children but like I said but the, because 
you've got that society where a lot of people will blindly follow without thinking for themselves. This is when these things happen. And, uh, you know, I mean, when you look at, like, um, things like... (laughs) The, these ridiculous things to help protect, you know, the uh, Trump, like the QAnon um, bullshit, basically. Um, that literally it was created to protect Trump. Supposedly he's this savior who's <laughs> I won't go into it, but but literally it's this uh, massive conspiracy theory, which is derived by idiots who think basically that that uh, was it some like demonic uh, the, basically the American uh, government is basically full of like uh, yeah, demon loving uh, paedophiles and that Donald Trump was, was about going to save everybody <laughs> honestly and, and the worst thing is the reason why I'm explaining this is because the problem is is the people actually making laws now in America some are the people who believe in this bullshit and, and that's the worst thing is is like when you've got a large percentage who will just believe anything or, or believe to the extreme then then and then they become the ones actually making policy and making decisions for the country that's when it becomes a massive problem and uh, you know and I, I honestly think there's not many too too many steps away from yeah these people making really damaging decisions which are going to affect everybody's lives and like I said and it's and it's these people which you know are becoming senators are becoming congress men and women and it's like you've got that percentage of the progressive ones who actually want to make meaningful policy and help people and then you've got that percentage of absolute lunatics who just honestly and and you know tr- Trump is just a start and people you know thought you know rightly or wrongly you know he was the worst president ever you know but that's a long thing I don't want to go too much into the political side of it but the but there's too many people who believe in the same things he believe and we're you know and that's the thing when you think like um, you know what we thought extremist behavior was on the negative side when it comes to like terrorism and things like that people like trumping that level of thinking it's extremist behavior you know I mean, the only difference is people can see, you know, think they're the good guys, <laughs> and it's like it's like any war, you know, people don't think they're the bad guys, <laughs> you 
you know, everyone thinks thinks they're, you know, they're doing what's right and, and what's best for the country and things like that. And it's like, yeah, extremism now, I, I think, is so... It is so sort of um, hard to define now because when you've got people, you know... <laughs> getting wrong information and basically twisting it for their own agendas then it's it's just ends up like you know absolutely ridiculous when you look at things like um, the worst thing is it's getting into more states but in America the abortion laws they're making it's it's not on scientific fact and it's and the the worst thing is it's like the people who can overturn it don't care and I don't know if you know about it but like in Texas if after two weeks even though there's no scientific proof that there's a fecal fetal heartbeat um that basically, even if you've been sexually assaulted, if you've, um, you know, if it's been a, you know, a child through incest, you now in Texas, and I think it was Minnesota is passing laws, um, literally you have to bring up that, that child. And, and in Texas, how it works is that that basically anybody who assists in you know taking you to a clinic or to help um, with an abortion it could be a doctor or things like that they could be personally fined ridiculous amounts so so nobody's going to to take the risk anymore and and it's these sort of extreme laws which I think is going to be commonplace. And and if you think that it's just going to be America and it's not going to come here, I think sooner or later it will do. Because all, all you need is enough percentage of those type of people who are making decisions. Uh, I mean, it's a bit different in our country, but, you know, but these MPs... You know, a lot of them are, you know, they get voted in and they're, you know, these old people who just don't care and that's fine. But it's like, but then when you get that sort of extreme percentage with with uh, really strong opinions, but sometimes, mis well, highly misguided opinions, that's when these extreme laws are going to happen and... You know, America's just the start and, you know, it happens in so many other countries. But, you know, these aren't like light decisions, you know. When you've got, you know, an entire state, you know, potentially hundreds of thousands or more people and basically you're making a massive law on abortion and and like I said, and, and the impact you are making somebody... Who's, who's been made pregnant through rape 
So they've had the trauma of rape, probably the trauma of of going to the police reporting, and the thing is, um, victims of of rape is such a low percentage of the of people actually getting prosecuted for uh, for rape because it's hard to prove, and and the facts and the stats are there. So you've got through the trauma of all that, and and um, and dealing with that, you know, and it's very rare it'll actually get to court. Court, and uh, even if it actually gets to court, then <laughs> then there's still low percentage of people actually, uh, you know, going down. Uh, Get so get sent down uh, in prison for it, for them. So you go through all that trauma, dealing with that, and and if you were made pregnant from that rape, in in states, so basically two states now, have um, have done this law, that basically you have to have that child a reminder of of like the most horrific moment of your life you know you have to you have to conceive that child and that is appalling you know we we supposedly live in this free society where we can make you know decisions on you know what we perceive our gender is um, you know who we fall in love with who we become friends with you know what we develop in our lives and now we're getting laws which basically say that if you get pregnant through somebody um, you know a family member abusing you or you've been uh, sexually assaulted you have to now because you know you have to carry on with the pregnancy you cannot abort through any reason and it's like <laughs> and it's going to get a lot worse there's you know the, to say that we think we you know live in free countries we're getting more laws and policies which infringe on our you know our ability to have free speech to like I said have free lives and uh, and yeah and and this is the impact and it's like we've going back into sort of social media things like that it's like we're, we're giving up uh, so much of the liberties and and a lot of these companies a lot of these governments are profiting because they're using our own fears and our own hate um, against us you know like I said if you've got how these abortion laws have, have happened you've got these sort of people who use religion um, you know use fake science to uh, to basically make these arguments and because they have too many people who don't actually know the facts uh, they you know these laws get passed and nobody has the balls to to fight these laws, you know. And it's um, and yeah, and I I really fear for future generations. 
and what they you know what world they're going to uh, be brought up in because you know I find it funny when you've had these countries you know fighting terror fighting hate and they're breeding terror in their own countries they're breeding hate they're breeding mistrust they're breeding lies you know who who, who are the extremists anymore because the extremists now are in government (laughs) they're passing laws and yeah, and I find that absurd. Absurd. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think we'll leave that now. Anybody still listening? Fair play to you, mate. Um, but yeah, so this is uh, going to be interesting conversation. So anybody agree, disagree? Let me know. I'm more than happy to have have. Um, you know future episodes um talk about this or if anyone wants to join in the conversation more than happy to do that so so yeah so uh this i might do a part two at some stage i'm undecided but this one's uh, <laughs> been a been a hefty one so far and like i said <laughs> I, d- I've, I apologize i got a bit too emotional later on but it's it's really frustrating me of you know i mean i try to be a very sort of you know i mean i've been a one-sided minded person you know with what i like what i dislike things like that but the 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 older i get i'm more trying to sort of understand things from both sides but at the moment when you've got you know, so much hate and so much one-sidedness, you know, through, you know, through the internet and out, you know, it's amazing how we're connected, but I do think we're causing too much, um, you know, damage, which I don't think will, um, will be repaired for generations. And I I do think that if we carry on through this route, because um, like I said, it's um, well one subject I haven't sort of brought in is that who polices this, you know, who who basically you know looks at this, yeah, hate speech and says no, we need to shut this down because the companies who make all their money from advertising and promoting from these people who spread hate, they're not going to stop this because they're making making their money from all these tweets, from all these advertisers, you know, for these shares. And um, and it's like, you know, they say they, you know, have a strong line, but that's only because they don't get, so they don't get sued and, and they don't get like, you know, Five millions from uh, governments, but but they don't care. Like it says, if 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 you're talking about the policing of of hate speech down to Facebook, Twitter, you know Instagram, it's like they're not going to care. They only care about their advertisers, 
you know, their shareholders and and basically how many people engage their products. You know, so I think that's that's the issue and it's like, you know, who else have you got? Police, you know, the cyber divisions in most countries, um, police forces, completely small in consideration to the amount of, of reports of, of hate speeches or abuse or attacks online. You know, don't get wrong, they do a great job where they can, but they completely, you know, un- unless you've got all these companies donating to a a global um, you know organization which basically has unlimited financial support and as you know hundreds of thousands of people all around the world helping crack this down it's it's not going away and it's going to get a lot worse so yeah I, I I hate to to leave any episode on a on a downer, but but you know but that's my my frank opinion and like I said I've I've tried to do as much research on the subjects as I can, you know I've, I read a lot of articles I you know try to be a sort of open minded but but it scares me it scares me for for you know my family and future families and generations and stuff like that. Because, you know, I just don't want these young people to be brought up, you know, like the generational hate as before. It's just, it's moved from, from you know, a person-to-person hate to a digital hate of millions and millions of people. And um, and yeah, and that's what scares me. But anyway, so <laughs> this has gone far too long. So so I hope you guys take care of yourself. And like I said, the next episode, trust me, I will I will make it uh, a lot uh, a lot lighter, a lot more enjoyable. But like I said, I'm I'm not afraid to um, address the tough subjects. So any suggestions? Let me know and um, just take care of yourselves. Like I said, you know, the reason why I did this episode was uh, I, I looked at the uh, the government sort of announcement for the um, for the, for the masks um, policy they they've introduced again. And the amount of like people just wailing on with hate or fear and things like that, and it was just it astounded me. And it's like uh, you know there was so much like people sort of just making things up and people agreeing with them, and sort of you know and everyone being angry at that. Oh, I don't want to wear masks. Masks don't do anything, and it's like. But your personal opinion alone, it's like, you know, this is a group thing. And, um, you know, 
even if you don't think it has any impact it's like I'd rather do my best to protect my family and protect the people around me the people I work with the people I interact with you know and if it were if it's wearing a mask when I go to a shop so be it you know and it's like um, yeah I, I don't know I'd I'm just very concerned with uh, with how we sort of jump on to, to hate and outrage so easy. But but anyway, so we'll we'll leave on a good tone. So um, so look after yourselves, and um, if you know anybody who uh, suffers with mental health or needs support, because I think at the moment. We need more people looking out for each other. So so just you know, check check up with people. Like I said, I've I've always I've had a long term uh, you know, I've suffered for some time about mental health. I've had some really bad downs, I've had some great ups and things like that and it's like I've I'm lucky. I've got people who message me, look out out for me and see how I am and try and kick me up the arse as well which I do appreciate so so just message somebody look out for them and um, and yeah and try to sort of you know help you know keep positive even if it's just you know having a chat or or you know going for coffee or something like that it's like yeah honestly just just check up on people and just just be honest just say you know i heard out from you for a while are you, are you okay that's it so anyway take care and this is a bloody long episode and i apologize so all the best and uh, and yeah have a good one